Are you interested in serving the community? Do you want to serve and give back but don't know how? Are you a nonprofit leader or staff member who wants to better understand their organization? Or are you a current board member who wants to learn to be more effective? The Board Orientation and Leadership Development Program from the Leadership Council for Nonprofits exists to build stronger, inclusive board leaders willing to serve nonprofit organizations. Our program is now recruiting for multiple classes on our website at www.leadershipcouncil.us. Apply today to make a difference in your community. I am here with uh, Joel Willis, and you all can't see this, but he has quite a collection of things behind him. Joel, tell us tell us a little bit about who you are, and I am really most curious about that New Balance shoe. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, hey, what's up, uh, bold listeners? Um, I'm Joel Willis. I'm the editor-in-chief of The Dad, a, a media brand for dads. And I know you guys can't see this, but yeah, my background, it's cluttered, but um, everything means something. There's like boxes that say the dad on them from, from my job at the dad. I have the white New Balance, which is the cliche uh, dad shoe um, that that all dads immediately own once they become fathers um, with no explanation. But there, there's other little stuff in my background too. I, I have this, uh, this is a, a glass jet engine um, uh, award trophy <laughs> kind of thing. This is from my, my days at, at GE, at General Electric, um, which is, uh, was a different time in my life. That's right. Well, Joel, tell us, tell us a little bit more about the dad. It's a, it's a great story. And I know you probably had more fun during the pandemic than most people. I know that there were some video game tournaments that were born out of that through you, you did what most people do for fun for work. And I know there was a lot of work that that on your end, but tell us more. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Happy to. Yeah. The dad, the dad is super fun. It it can be stressful too, but it's, it's super fun. Um, If any, anyone out there works in social media, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's a mix of fun and, and stress and always being on. No, the, the dad is a, uh, like I said, a media brand for uh, dads and, and for anyone who has a dad in their life. Uh, it's very social media driven, but there's also a website um, and all of that stuff. But really it's about content. So the dad team, what we do is we create content. Um, the content should be entertaining. That's our number one goal is to entertain. Um, but then also to build a sense of community and togetherness and bring people together. So it's not just comedy. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of comedy. It'll be comedy, comedy, comedy. Then bam, something sentimental, something emotional, something that gets you, something that makes you proud to be a dad or to celebrate great dads in, in our lives. And you know, that's what it's all about. That's a very relevant couple of things that you mentioned that I think are relevant to the nonprofit sector, Joel. The just the need for fathers in the community. There are several organizations. We actually have somebody in our bold class right now who started an organization called From Fatherless to Fearless. And she, her name is Candace Creer and Candace has actually done a lot of research around the space. And she's come to realize that she's really the only organization that exists for women who grew up without 
a dad and I had an opportunity to see the slide deck on some of the numbers and really the effects of not having a father growing up you know and this is more on that on the heavier side of things but just amplifying kind of that that piece of what you said about the touching moments and you know and then I think too you mentioned building community and that's something that I know at the leadership council in the bold program we consider ourselves community builders I think that's what ultimately a lot of nonprofits are trying to to create is is community and community for what I mean I think today my answer would be that we need each other you know we need each other to 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 be safe we need each other to to be happy um were you were you all filling a need that that you saw um i think there was a a story here about uh you had done some some comedy writing for uh for, was it for scary mommy and yeah yeah you've done your research that's right. <laughs> yeah, so I'll just say on community, it, they always say about parenting, it takes a village. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, that's just life in general these days, right? It mm -hmm. takes a village, a virtual village of interconnected people. Right. And, and that organization you talked about, about um, father figures, is, is that's so important. Um, we always talk about celebrating modern fatherhood and, and to us at the dad father figures aren't necessarily just, you know, biological fathers, but, you know, coaches and teachers and community members and other, other people that are, that are in all of our lives that can be, be father figures as well. Yeah. So scary mommy. Um, yeah. So my background is that I started, uh, I, my undergrads in it, uh, my grad degree is in business. Um, I worked for General Electric uh, for 10 years. I worked for 8451, a data science subsidiary of Kroger. And, and towards the end of that, I, I was just drawn to creating, uh, drawn to something more creative. And, and, and uh, so I started writing on the side. I, I wrote for Scary Mommy for two years. Scary Mommy is owned by a company called Some Spider Studios. Some Spider wanted to start a dad brand. So I was in the exact right place at the exact right time. Being a dad myself, wanting to create content, uh, it was just a, a perfect fit. I was talking with somebody today about this concept of serendipity, and that can feel like somewhat of a soft term, but the way that this individual is actually a professor, she, she, so she gave a great, a great professorial definition of planned luck. And, you know, I think that one of the components of your story, Joel, that I so much appreciate is that you, 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 you had this career, you showed us the GE trophy earlier, you were at Duke Energy before that. And I think um, mm -hmm. that, that was, I think while you were still a student. That's right. Uh, spent, spent close to a decade at, was it, was it longer than a decade? Close to a decade at GE, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right at, right at 10 years. Yep. So I think just that that's something that folks can relate to and that, you know, what I recall from talking with you is that you were, you were looking for more, you were looking to perhaps like build on the, on the strengths that you, you had, or, you know, kind of answer this authentic call to, I, I can't think of a better way to put it than, than that, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, there's folks out there who, who are working in a career right now and, you know, maybe a, a, a career change isn't feasible at this moment, but certainly, you know, getting involved in the community, finding, finding a board, 
to serve on or even yeah. just for us to volunteer could could be a nice intermediary um could yeah, you get all yeah that's right that, that choice that you made there totally i love that i love that concept of planned planned luck or serendipity like that um man i totally agree like i couldn't imagine being in this spot you know 10 years ago even even five years ago really um i did get super lucky and i'm just like so grateful for all the opportunities that kind of came my way but there there definitely was the planning and working hard aspect to it to make it happen because because actually what happened is is uh, towards the end of my time at ge um, I sat down with my wife and like, I don't uh, want to do this career anymore. I want to do something else. And, you know, we talked and she says, well, you can't just, you know, quit. You can't just do that. That's not a thing. You know, we had a daughter at the time. Um, so we put together a five-year plan basically and said, these are, this is, these are the steps I'm going to take. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Year one is all about, you know, getting started, learning how to do things. Year two is about, you know, networking, making connections, all that stuff by the third or maybe the beginning of the fourth year is when we started the dad. So just like that, everything changed, but it wasn't, it wasn't one big change. It was a bunch of small ones that were just like thoughtfully planned out, (laughs) you know, that's just how I roll and, and just one step at a time. So, yeah, like you said, you know, it could, if your if your goal is to um, you know serve on the board of directors for a nonprofit or you know you want to do something philanthropic, you know you could enroll in the bold program and that's your first step. You know it doesn't happen overnight; it's just one step at a time. But yeah, laying it out and and doing those things can can make uh, make something big happen. You know later. Did you um, so so you mentioned this five year plan that you had made and you know, I just trying as much as I can to, to relate your experiences, Joel, of, of start. And I know you have had board experience and, and I think we'll, we'll get to that, but, um, a lot of our nonprofits in the leadership council for nonprofits membership are smaller agencies. And in some cases, these are even some startup agencies. Like I mentioned, Candace is from fatherless to fearless. And I think there are some organizations out there who are really trying to figure out their strategy and trying to scale and grow the organization. And I wonder just in your experience of bringing something from this, you know, sit down conversation, I need something different to where you are today. Could you speak to just some of what you've learned like through this process? Yeah, I was recently, I was recently talking to someone who was interested in starting their own organization, actually a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't sure if it was going to be a charity, a nonprofit, or if it was going to be a for-profit thing that had a charitable aspect to it. But what I told him is I said, regardless of uh, which direction you want to take it. And even if you want to do it or not, I think it's important to sit down and lay out like your vision, just writing it down, just something about that about writing it down like solidifies it in your mind and lets you know like i need to do this first or i want to take this step or even maybe even maybe it's a bad idea and i don't want to do it at all so i did that with the five-year plan but even for like the dad in the early stages when we were getting started my bosses asked me you know lay out your content vision strategy and two-page content vision strategy it ended up being like six seven eight pages and the exercise of writing it down 
was so illuminating and so exciting to me because I got to write down exactly what I wanted it to be without even like worrying what they, what I was worried that they might want to see, you know? Mm -hmm. And I like say like, this is this thing I want to create and it's what I want. And, and so in that way it was fun. And because we laid out that document, you know, it led to that scalability you talk about, um, that, that document, you know, four years later is still completely relevant. It's the, it's the North star. It's the, the guiding light for what we want the brand to be. Uh, and it's been great, you know, and I think that applies to, you know, your personal life. If there's something you want to go after, it applies to a nonprofit, um, you know, all of those things, having the, having the vision, knowing what your goals are ahead of time, um, helps you along the way to, to make the best next decision. Can you tell us a little bit more, but I know you explained to us what the, what the dad is and everybody's, everybody's going to be shortly here after this podcast, getting onto Amazon and buying their, their new air monarchs. But, um, but tell us, <laughs> tell us a little bit about your vision for, for the dad and, and, and the mission of, of what it is you guys are doing. Yeah. There's like a, there's like a certain, um, collection of things that I always say when I'm talking about the dad brand, that, uh, that primary goal of entertain secondary goal of building the community, always talking about that. Cause it's just like, so true. There's like certain adjectives that we always use to describe the brand, like inclusive, celebratory, positive, all of those things were in that, that original document. And then we still use it like all the time to this day. We joke that if there was like a pull string, um, Joel, like doll that would say different things when you pull on the string, it would say like those things. Like, I don't know, you'd pull the string and it'd say 60% comedy, 40% sentimental or whatever. There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, so I mean, all of those things have remained true throughout the life of the brand. It's just like the core, the foundation upon which uh, everything else is built. You know, there's a mantra, content first, content first, content first. We say that all the time. You know, that's, that's, that's what the brand's all about. So just like we can't see the desk behind you, there's a, there's a well, the listeners can't see the desk behind you. We don't have your accounts up in front of us, but tell us, tell us about some of your favorite content, Joel, or maybe something that, you know, came across your desk this weekend, or even just like the, the process of building content. Would love to hear some more from you on that. Oh yeah, for sure. So nonprofits I, struggle with that, Joel. Nonprofits struggle, I think, with like social media. I'm sure you, you probably see that. Yeah. And you know, you and I have talked about this in the past, every, every one of the nonprofits that I talked to during my bold experience, you know, had an, had a need, need for social media marketing to mm -hmm. some extent. Yeah. And wh whether you're, um, you know, a charity or whether you are a, you know, a meme account, it's all about content. It's all it is like, think about like gaming the system or whatever, like, I, I need to have a video that's 20 seconds long or five seconds long, or I need a one by one image or whatever. No, it's just good content will perform well. When you post on social media, people, you'll know if people like it because there's a button right there that they just press and they tell you if they like it and they will. And they'll tell you when they don't like it too. Right. Or they just won't, they'll ignore it. Right. 
Yeah, exactly. Or they'll move on. And then you're like, well, why isn't anybody liking this? And like, oh, well, the content wasn't doing what you wanted it to do. That's why. Um, no, I, I think when it comes to process and, and what it's like to create content for the dad, I, I just would have to give immediate props to the whole team. You know, it's just, not just me. There's a whole editorial team creating the articles, the memes, the stories, the videos, all of it. Um, so that's, that's, that's where the magic is. Um, it's so much harder than it looks, but the team makes it look easy. That's another one of those things that I'm saying all the time, but it's so true. Um, the dad team is the best in the biz. So they're out there, you know, cranking it out every day, uh, making good stuff that people like. Um, but yeah, I get to, I get to create my own content as well. I have a blast with it. Um, I guess you're asking for a specific example. So one of my favorite platforms lately is TikTok. So TikTok is not just, you know, dance challenges and stuff. There is a lot more young people on TikTok, um, which is cool. Um, but yeah, we're having fun with it on the dad. We're, we're closing in on a million uh, followers on TikTok. So just goes to show that, that dads, dads can TikTok too. <laughs> I, um, I would love to, I'd love to hear, was there, is there a particular, um, is there something right now that's kind of trending in the, in the dad world, Jill? Like, have you guys had any kind of challenges or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, we're not, we don't do challenge videos and stuff per se. If, uh -huh. if anything is trending in the dad world, it's, um, you know, always dad jokes. My, my boss said something recently. She said that um, we're like in like this cultural phenomenon recently where it's like almost ironically cool to be a dad. People like lean into the, the new balance shoes and the cargo shorts and the stuff like that, but they don't, I don't really like that stuff. It's just like, you know, it's, it's cool to, to lean into that, that dad cliche and, uh, you know, get the grill tongs and the cargo shorts and the, the white new balance and <laughs> the fanny pack or whatever it might be. So we're, we're, we're tapping into that trend for sure. That's great. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say, I definitely do not have a shortage of, of dad jokes. I was, just thinking about our conversation this morning and I was in the car driving, driving back from, uh, from the, from the store. And one, one came to me just getting ready for this call today. And it is, it was, what is, what is a literary, what is the literary component of a car? Hmm. I don't know. Lay it on me. The odometer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's pretty. That's that's pretty. That's pretty bad. But um, no, no, it's pun. It's it. It's all about puns, and you know that one's a that one's got some layers to it. So nice, nicely done. I think there's my my grandfather was was a great man he uh he had some memory issues in in the last bit of his life but what he would always say is never lose your sense of humor and my grandma still repeats that to to this day and so you know when he was when he was really not doing well one christmas i put together this whole joke book and on the front i just put never lose your sense of humor and uh, you know and it's just there's 
I mean, anybody can come up with a, a silly dad joke, you know, but, um, but I, I think I came up with like 60 or 70 of these, these jokes and just made like a little laminated book. And I think there, awesome. there, is, there is something to that, you know, the, yeah. I, I would be curious, like your perspective as a, you know, as a writer, as a comedian, as, as someone that knows humor, has studied humor, just like the role that that plays in our, in our daily lives, the importance that that plays in our daily lives, especially for, you know, I mean, I think burnout in the nonprofit sector is a real thing. I mean, it's a real thing everywhere, but, you know, when you're kind of facing these, these human needs, right, these, these human services, the organizations that are, that are, you know, so client facing every day, like a homeless shelter or, you know, something like that. I, any comment mm-hmm. about, about just humor in, in general, Joe, as somebody that's, you know, studied, studied it for a second. Yeah, for sure. I mean, at, at its core, it's a, it's a nice break, you know, from, from seriousness, from, from heavy, heavy topics. Um, I, it's also a, a bonding tool, I think. I, dad jokes especially exactly how you describe with that book and stuff that's beautiful yeah. that's great um with my kids you know i can make them genuinely laugh and that's the best yeah. but you know you can also make them kind of groan and that's uh-huh. the best too uh-huh. that's the stuff they'll remember right yeah oh sure how do you make it how do you make a child laugh joel well everybody's different right my kids have, have a very dry, you know, sharp, witty sense of humor. Mm-hmm. So it could be, it could be like dark stuff. <laughs> it's unexpected. It's like surprises that get them, you know, and really get them laughing. But the stuff we do on the dad, sometimes I, I showed my daughter a video that I made uh-huh. and she was watching it and I just look at her face and she's just like, Eesh. Like that kind of, and then I was like, "Well, what do you think? Should I post it?" And she says, "Yeah, you should post it." I'm like, but you cringed like so hard there at the beginning, and she was like, "But isn't that what the dad is all about?" Oh, that's great. <laughs> like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Grown the cringe. Yeah, that's that's yeah. a dad joke. Yeah, you that's nailed it. Right there was there. there was a vi- uh, I vividly remember this post that you had. It was uh, I want to say it was of your your two kids crying and you said I watch this every year to remind myself of x and I can't remember what x was <laughs> oh yeah that's right yeah I mean you it was it was Christmas morning it was Christmas morning is what it was and I turned on the video camera because I wanted to, to record my kids just getting so excited to see the presents and stuff whatever yeah um but our cat runs out trip trips my daughter and she falls down starts crying my son comes in behind trips on her he starts crying everybody's crying <laughs> on Christmas morning. yeah and that video is just like to remind us like yeah i mean you can plan things out very carefully and you expect it to go perfectly and then it doesn't that's right. exactly what parenthood is and they were so upset but now we watch it and we just like crack up laughing yeah. you know how upset they were like that's exactly it right now that's that's the memory yeah. the memory is not the being upset the memory is every year watching it and laughing right so even if you plan plan to go really well it doesn't you know there's still there's still positives there. yeah it's aged so well it's aged <laughs> so well. yeah i remember i mean it's obviously it stuck with me i watched it 
four, you know, four plus months ago. So, yeah, but I, I do want to address your question about the yeah. comedy thing. I think, um, yeah. I think the way, the way we approach it on the dad, and I talked about that 60%, 40%, you know, comedy and emotion. I think having the balance, having the range is important. Uh, so we can have something very sharp and witty and, and funny, and then we can follow it up with something that's more like a tearjerker. Hmm. Having both makes the other one work well, right? If we had a, a, the tearjerker content and that was it, it might come off a little bit, you know, cheesy, you know, or saccharine. Hmm. Um, but the fact that it comes right after the comedy makes it hit harder or the having the comedy after that makes the comedy better. Right. Yeah. So that range, that, that dynamic works really well. Right. And I, and I say that because that's true across the board, whether, you know, you're a, a serious nonprofit, you know, charity and you show, but you show that the, the positive aspects of what you're doing, you show the lighter side of what you're doing um, right alongside, you know, the, the serious stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, then it, it makes each, the, the, the two sides work even better. Yeah, I feel like if you've, I mean, if you were blessed to have a father present in your life, I, I mean, I know just speaking from my own experience, like it, as you're explaining that ratio, it makes me think of my own dad, you know, and uh, just, I mean, he's, he's funny. Sometimes he really tries to be funny, <laughs> but there is that, you know, there is that certainly that emotional that emotional side to him that you know likes to I don't know take a little bit longer on the blessing of the meal you know because he's Mm -hmm. reflecting on just you know whatever's happening in the family at that point in time and I don't know I mean why why that ratio like is that do you feel that that because like when we go I feel like when I'm when even in this conversation when I was talking to you to you now I immediately go to the dad joke, right? But I think maybe we are less instinctive, or at least maybe I was less instinctive to go right to the emotional side of it. Do you, do you feel that, I don't know, tell me more about that ratio, like just how you guys got there. Yeah, I think the ratio, the ratio just comes out of me just uh, being so analytical about everything. My team actually makes fun of me for that. It's just it's kind of weird how data driven and stuff that I am. It's just because of my, my 10 years of brainwashing at GE that I'm that way. <laughs> I joke, but it, it's they call it leadership. Kind of right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now I have this like weird balance of like data science, meme writing, <laughs> like put those two together. And what do you get? You get some editor in chief saying we need 60% comedy, 40% of it. It's like ridiculous, right? It doesn't matter what the numbers are. What, what matters is the, uh, is being able to do both is, is the range, right? Yeah. The range, exactly what you talk about, about your dad, you know, yeah. having the ability to joke around one second and then be, be serious or, you know, yeah. emotional and, and genuine. The next being yeah. earnest, but being, sarcastic like being able to do both like that's everything right so it doesn't matter if it's 60 40 50 50 whatever it's like being able to do both we have it in all of our relationships right the thing that drives me crazy is when people are like you can't be friends with your kids you have to be you know the disciplinarian or whatever like why not both right like 
the yeah. fact that my kids and I can hang out and have fun, we play play video games or you know watch funny movies or TV shows or whatever, and like laugh and stuff. And then the next second, you know, I'm yelling at them to clean their room. Like they're gonna respect that more because we have those bonding bonding cases. So yeah. it's like everybody always like thinks it's like some type of dichotomy or something. But man, you need you need the range in everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and that that compounds over the, over the years and changes over the years, I would imagine. I mean, I'm, you know, in my mid twenties now, and certainly my relationship with my parents now is, is not what it was then. Um, I mean, they're still telling me to clean my room, but, um, but yeah, Joel, I, I, I'd like to just with the time that we have left, um, just, just in a, in a few final minutes here, just talk a little bit about, um, just your perspective on the community. I know, you know, your family has has a commitment to, to charitable activities. And, you know, Laura went through the bowl program with you, which was was such a unique, a unique thing to have to have both of you in the program at the same time. And I know she's she's serving now and you had done some time as a member, a board member at Crowd Crowd Cost. So I just I'd love to, I'd love for everybody to get your take on. Um, and, and maybe you can speak to it at the familial level as well. But I, I think, I mean, charity is certainly a part of, it, we all have the opportunity to have it as a part of our lives and whether we decide to, to make it a part of our lives or not is entirely up to the individual. But I don't know, could you speak to your experience with, with, with service? Yeah, sure. I mean, I've always, I've always been, um, drawn to giving back and to helping people uh, less fortunate. I think I've mentioned this to you, but I, I talk about the Maslow's hierarchy of needs a lot. <laughs> um, and, and just so people, if people don't know, that's just, it's just the concept that everybody needs to, to have their most basic needs met first, you know, food and, and shelter and security and things like that. And then once you have that, you start thinking about the next, the next level up and, you know, it's, you know, more complex or, you know, the, the nice things in life and stuff like that. And then ultimately at the top of the pyramid, if you have all of those needs met, you, you really find fulfillment through, through giving back and helping others, you know, and that's like the true, the true meaning of, of life really. Um, and you know, that's, that's how I feel too. Um, much in the same way I was drawn to, uh, creating content and, you know, doing the career change. I feel the draw now of helping other people, um, and, you know, sharing some of that, that opportunity. So, you know, that's what, what drew me to bold and, you know, my wife as well, she's on the board for uh, BB4K building blocks for kids now, um, and is giving back in that way. And, and for the dad, you know, we're all about, we're all about family, um, especially, you know, kids and, and things like that. So we have this, this opportunity, this platform, this, this ability to give back and help other people too. So we're leveraging, you know, that for, for the greater good as well. Joel Willis, ladies and gentlemen, we will catch up with you next time. Joel, thanks so much for coming by. Oh yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you.